The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Thanks, everybody, for rejoining us. I hope you have something delicious in front of you for lunch. Um, At least out here, it's lunchtime. Uh, This is one of my favorite segments, um, and we've titled it Lunch and Learn uh, this year so that you can sit back, uh, you can hear from our partners, our agencies here in Arizona, um, what is going on, what's new, what's upcoming, what's changed since last year. Uh, so I do want to introduce them here in just a moment. Uh, but Ron has a news flash. Um, he's got one more door prize. So I will pass it over to Ron for just a second. All right. I just, I just finished my Thai food. So it's perfect timing. <laughs> We're all good now. So we have one last door prize, and it is $50 from the Central Arizona chapter, So, and it is an Amazon gift card. So some lucky winner can feed their habit. Uh, I believe you can buy UPS shipping boxes there and a bunch of other stuff. So last winner is, oh, I hope I can pronounce this, Tina Ectermanis. I probably butchered it. But anyway, Tina, Tina E, if you're here or if you're not, you win. And she is here. She's here. Oh, awesome. Yay. I love it when the first are here. Awesome. Congratulations. And I'm going Congratulations. to Congratulations. Thank you very well, much. That that is our last door price. So they're gone. They're gone. But That's you okay. all stay. <laughs> and there will be more next year. <laughs> Ron Lisa, thank you guys for all your hard work in that. And thank you for everybody that donated. Um, so it is 1232. Um, please take all 10 minutes, Brian. But I do want to introduce Brian DeLude. And I'm going to have everybody introduce themselves. They're going to do a better job than I am. So please take it away, Brian. Thank you. Grateful for the opportunity to talk with the Arizona Council of the Blind. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm blind myself and uh, have been blind my whole life. And... I'm grateful for the opportunity to uh, to talk with you guys because we have a lot to uh, we have a great uh, program here in Arizona. Uh, I am the regional program manager over services for the blind and visually impaired, deaf and hard of hearing, and deaf blind, and I uh, oversee uh, vocational rehabilitation, the older blind program and the Business Enterprise Program. So let's talk a little bit about the uh, vocational uh, rehabilitation. There is uh, a lot going on. Uh, We have uh, had quite a bit of turnover uh, in the the past year. But one thing that I'm uh, really excited about is, you know, we're coming out of COVID and we're meeting in person with, uh, with clients. And that's, uh, that's exciting. We have the opportunity to, to have uh, people come into the office or we go out into the, into the community, either to uh, one of the training centers or we'll go out to uh, the, the schools and, uh, and meet people there. But it's, uh, it's great to be able to, to meet uh, people uh, in person again. We do have a new uh, assistant program manager. Her name is Jamie Parente. 
and uh, she is uh, doing. She started in January and is uh, is doing well. Uh, we're down quite a few uh, counselors right now, and the uh, and the supervisors uh, for blind and visually impaired. So Jamie is taking on quite a bit of of work uh, related to the supervision of uh, of all the BBI uh, counselors. So right now she is, I mean, we're in the process of hiring uh, supervisors and counselors. So be looking for those, uh, those job announcements. Uh, they will be coming out uh, very soon, you know, towards the end of the month. And so we hope to be able to uh, uh Get uh, get good candidates for uh, for those positions. So if you're uh, interested in uh, uh, possibly joining the team, definitely uh, put your uh, put your application in, and uh, we'll definitely uh, uh, take a look. So VR uh, vocational rehabilitation. The purpose of vocational rehabilitation, as you guys uh, know, is to help people to achieve an employment outcome and uh, people who are blind or visually impaired a lot of times need the opportunity to gain training one thing i can uh, uh, commit to you guys is that uh, arizona vocational rehabilitation is committed to get to helping people get the training that they need in order to achieve uh, independence and self-sufficiency and uh, we uh, know that in order for somebody to uh, to truly become independent, they need they need two they need two things. They need proper training and opportunity. Now, the proper training comes uh, you know in many ways, and uh, you know we have partners here in uh, um, in Arizona. And in other uh, other parts of the other parts of the country, that provide our comprehensive training, and uh, we, you know, if you're interested in uh, in participating in th- that training, then you just need to talk with you know, get into vocational rehabilitation, talk with your counselor, and uh, we do have a presentation every month for uh, an in- or every, an introduction to blindness. We have all our comprehensive uh, training centers uh, talk about uh, their uh, their programs, so that people have the uh, truly good information on which they can make a, an informed choice, and that's uh, that's pretty cool. So I want to talk about the uh, older individuals who are blind program. Uh, the we're uh, this is a program. Uh, administered by Rehabilitation Services Administration. And uh, it is for people who are 55 or older and want to uh, maintain their independence. And so uh, we uh, help people with uh, rehabilitate, uh, orientation and adjustment to disability, orientation and mobility, rehabilitation teaching and um, assistive technology and uh, whatever you know 
services that are needed in order for an individual to kind of maintain their uh, their independence. Uh, we have a good team uh, here in uh, in Arizona, and we cover the whole state. Uh, we very we uh, great we're um, grateful for the partnerships that we have with uh, the different vendors, Arizona Center for the Blind, uh, the Savvy Services for the Blind, and we have a couple of uh, other uh, independent uh, vendors that uh, um, that are helping out with uh, orientation and mobility and other uh, other services and direct services for the blind. I mean, direct uh, center for independence uh, down in Tucson as well is uh, is helping out. Those partnerships are really important because uh, the the team can uh, has capacity to to teach uh, a number of uh, different skills. But uh, our vendors really uh, help us with the skills that uh, that we don't have the ability to uh, to teach uh, in house. So. Some of the things in the older blind program that I'm excited to uh, report about is that uh, we're doing uh, group uh, uh, trainings. We had uh, last fall, we had uh, a group that went out to Mojave and uh, met with uh, a number of different clients and uh, were able to serve them in, you know, those rural areas. And uh, for uh, the partnerships that we have uh, with uh, different vendors that are able to kind of go out there into uh, the rural areas and uh, and work with work with people. Now, um, there, as I said, we have uh, you know we're working to uh, increase the number of uh, rehabilitation teachers in house that we have and. Uh, you know, as a result, and you know, vendors are definitely helping out with uh, with serving uh, individuals. But uh, there's still, you know, when people call uh, and uh, get uh, put into the system, there's still a time period between which uh, you know they uh, they are referred for services and and when they are able to be assigned. And so, what we've uh, implemented. In the last uh, in, in the last year, starting in January, are what we call jump starts, and so uh, we invite uh, clients that are kind of in the urban areas, in Maricopa and uh, in uh, the Pima area, to come and uh, and gain some uh, some jump start skills, and uh, they're able to uh, find out about uh, programs. Uh, they uh, get an introduction to uh, orientation and mobility uh, and, and get a cane. And so we've found it really successful. I think that uh, we're really excited because, you know, people are actually getting, you know, not just uh, not just waiting, but the, they're actually getting an opportunity to uh, to kind of gain some uh, some jumpstart uh, skills that will kind of uh, tie them over until we're able to assign them. And I think that uh, that's going uh, pretty well. Business enterprise program is is uh, going well. Uh, we're coming out of COVID. Some of the things that uh, are exciting is that uh, the prisons are. Uh, 
now allowing uh, visitors uh, to attend. And so we have uh, a number of different prisons where in the administration area and also in the visitor area, we have vending. And so we're able, you know, those operators that are uh, facilitating those uh, prisons are able to actually make a, make a pretty good, uh, pretty good living. We actually started uh, a, uh, a new cohort of, uh, of an individual that is uh, training to become a business enterprise operator. If you are interested in becoming a you know, business enterprise operator where you uh, become a licensed uh, vendor and you have the opportunity to uh, be a vendor of, uh, you know, doing vending or uh food service in state or federal uh, buildings across the state. Uh, it, we have, uh, you know, more sites that are uh, available than we have uh, operators. So definitely very interested in, uh, in getting more people to apply for it. Um, excited to, uh, to share that uh, uh, DES West is uh, has opened their Starbucks. They're trying to uh, uh, open up their grill here pretty soon. And, you know, as soon as they can get a line cook, uh, that position is out. If you guys have, uh, you know, interest in, uh, in being a line cook and, uh, you know, have some, uh, some previous experience, uh, that position is open. As soon as we get a line cook, that, uh, uh, that grill is going to be open. So that's exciting because it hasn't been open since, uh, since COVID started. So, uh, those are the things that uh, I have to report related to, uh, you know, uh, our agency today. But uh, I'm definitely open to uh, if anybody has any questions. All right, Ted. Brian, I wonder if you could um, elaborate on at this point what the status is of the proposed budget, um, next year's budget for both the um, both vocational rehabilitation and um, for the independent living blind. Thanks. As far as the budget, uh, we are uh, we received uh, the full allotment of uh, funding for the older blind program. Uh, we're uh, often working from uh, from last year's budget. You can you know, and uh, you know definitely you know we've increased the the number of. Uh, clients that we've uh, assigned to our vendors. So we're utilizing our, our funding well. Um, vocational rehabilitation, I don't anticipate any uh, any new changes from, uh, from what we had uh, had previously. And so uh, it's kind of business as usual. Thank you. Well, Brian, thank you for joining us again. As usual, I'm excited about that Jumpstart program. That's it's it's good progress in that it's, transition it's just, time. Yeah, I love the opportunity that uh, that people have to to get some skills before they uh, you know before they get assigned you know and not just hanging out there. That's fantastic. Well, thank you for joining us on this Saturday. And yeah, thank you. Have a wonderful Guys, rest of the day. Have a good convention. Thank Bye. you. And I will pass it on to uh, AZ, ACBVI's Steve Tepper. Arizona Center for the Blind and Visually Impaired serves adults who lose their vision through accident or illness, um, achieve their independence, just like Brian talked about, and really return to work. 
uh, in the last year since uh, I visited, we've had an awful lot happen. Uh, a year ago today, we closed on our campus. So for the first time in our 76-year history, we actually own property. And the goal behind that was turning um, that corner of Roosevelt and 32nd Street into a haven for people who are blind, visually impaired, living with combined vision and hearing loss, deaf or hard of hearing. And to that end, we've done a few things. Um, We are approximately four weeks away from opening a federally qualified health center on our campus. Uh, We raised a really healthy amount of money and Taros Health, just 50 feet away from ACBVI, is opening a federally qualified health center. It will serve the neighborhood. It will serve our clients. But for this group, what's most important is their staff will be trained um, specifically to work with people who are blind, visually impaired, um, you know, and living with combined vision and hearing loss. And that is in a medical and behavioral health setting that is, you know, unique in terms of what's offered in our state. Um, that should open right around May 15th, give or take. They got their federally qualified health center designation, which means uh, no one will be turned away for inability to pay. Um, and the building itself is 9,000 square feet. I go in it every day. Um, and every single day, I'm amazed at, at what we've been able to transform it into, not just because it's really cool, like, like you're on an HGTV show, um, but on top of it, it's really unbelievable that our clients who need, deserve, and, and really um, want equitable access to healthcare will finally have it. And that is a huge difference maker. The other thing that we are um, very close to implementing is that our clients come to us with multiple things that are going on in their lives. Oftentimes, their vision is one of many things that are happening, including serious mental illnesses, um, many physical and other behavioral challenges. And what we have found is um, our clients are having challenges with their learning because of all these other factors that are going on. You have to think about, you know, how hard it is when you're not feeling well, or if you don't know where your next meal is coming from, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So we've done a few things. One, Um, We went out and received funding from the Halley Foundation, which is Discount Tire, to increase our meal service. So we now provide uh, three meals a day in in in-person breakfast and lunch and a to-go dinner. We also provide a shopping experience where people who can't afford groceries are able to take home fresh groceries um, to their home. And we do that without income qualification. Uh, All that is asked is that you tell us if you want breakfast, lunch, or dinner so that we can plan. Um, And if you want to go shopping, we have bags for you. You take as little or as much as you want. And really for us, we want to eliminate the dehumanization of we need to see a tax return. We need to see that you're on access. We need to, we don't need to see that. If you need food, we want to provide you with food. Um, The other piece is that we are um, right at the front edge of thanks to a grant from Maricopa County Public Health, changing our intake process. And and Maricopa County Health is one of three funders, uh, but they're the largest one who are are participating in this. Um, And the intake process will change in that it will have somebody whose specialty is orientation and adjustment to disability. So that person is specially trained 
in working with how do you adjust to life without vision. Um, it will have a certified community health worker, and then it will have a medical provider. At this stage, it's actually someone with an MD. And those three people will work with you from intake uh, all the way through and past graduation to ensure that all of your needs are getting met. You'll get to meet with the medical provider monthly. That way you're getting preventative health. Um, and the community health worker's job is to get you access to benefits, behavioral health, physical health, access, food, um, whatever it is you need. Their job is to stick with you and help you with the plan. Um, and we're excited to roll this out so that we can, you know, we've done a lot of testing of it, but learn on the fly. Like we've done testing with existing clients, but now we need to roll it out for new clients, learn what we don't know and start to make adjustments that our clients have better long-term outcomes post-graduation. You know, it's really great when you leave and get a job, you're excited, we're excited, but it is an absolutely huge transition and we need to do a better job making sure that you're prepared for that and beyond and that you're set up for a really successful life. So that's a little bit about you know what's going on at Arizona Center for the Blind. Uh, I certainly am open and available for questions. And again, I I apologize that I'm a little under the weather. All right, there are no hands. That means I either did an awful job or an amazing job. <laughs> we'll go with amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks again for the invitation. I really do appreciate the time. So I will introduce Julie Oliver with uh, the Foundation for Blind Children. Hi, Melanie. Thank you so much for inviting FBC. Um, so my name is Julie Oliver, and I'm the Vice President of Programming at the Foundation for Blind Children. We are located in central Phoenix off of Northern and the 51, and we have programming and services for um you know, the entire spectrum. So we start with birth in our early intervention program. And this year we um, stood up a program for older adults called New Horizons and with the intent of providing that uh, community and also support that individuals who um, need support as they lose uh, vision later in life. And what I wanted to do today is just highlight a few of the newer programs that we have. And um, if there's any questions, I'm always happy to have you on campus for a tour or to, you know, talk through some specific problem that somebody might try to be solving. Um, so this year, uh, Foundation for Blind Children, we are very fortunate to be a vendor of the state of Arizona and uh, perform um, vocational rehabilitation services. We traditionally have had a model of uh, clients come in and, and it's a five-day program, but we have switched that model a little bit and we have taken on quite a few more people that are um, working. So they take the program part time and that allows them to retain employment because that's important. Somebody shouldn't have to quit their job to get services. And we, so we've changed that a little bit and we've also, um, start, did our first residential client this year. And this is a young man from Tucson who uh, lives in an apartment uh, directly across the street from FBC's campus. And we're piloting it this year to see how it works because we know that there is a need and um, 
but I'm a firm believer in getting data on something and making sure that it is successful. So that's why we're currently taking one client and then we will be assessing uh, the success of that client in September to determine if we want to take on more residential clients. Um, I spoke about New Horizons and, and New Horizons is an opportunity that I've created um, as a recipient of a BHHS Legacy Foundation grant to specifically work with older adults. And these are pro bono services that we're doing. They, we are not charging clients for this service. And um, we're, we're gradually taking on clients as we're building up staff. So you can expect to hear more specific information about that program starting in August as we become fully staffed and are able to uh, provide a little bit more information about the model that we're creating for that. Um, we have our uh, itinerant division, which this year we served over 250 students in the K through 12 setting throughout Arizona. We traditionally have focused our uh, school-based supports to the Phoenix area and the outlying communities. But this year, I'm proud to announce that we expanded into Flagstaff and um, have an itinerant provider who now resides in Flagstaff and is serving the needs of Flagstaff Unified. And in addition, um, also uh, working with the Bureau of Indian Education to support um, Chuba City, and we're expanding our reach in that area too, which I am personally extremely excited about because where a person lives should not dictate if they should get quality vision services. And that's a big passion of mine. Um, our preschool and elementary school are, are, are continuing to do the amazing work that they do. We currently have 60 students enrolled in our elementary school and 40 students uh, enrolled in our preschool. And we are gearing down for the end of the school year and um, getting ready for teacher appreciation week. So a lot of good things happening on our central campus, our campus, which is a West Valley preschool out at uh, on the Swift Transportation Campus and our East Valley Preschool, which is off of the 101 and Ray Road. Um, this year, we also had the um, fortune of setting up two new transition level programs through Voc Rehab. We've traditionally had teen to work and college prep, which we still have. And those happen at Arizona State University's West Campus in the summer and they're amazing programs, um, some of our legacy programs. But um, in last July and then in October, we created a new program called Trailblazers. And Trailblazers' whole purpose was to uh, give students opportunities to learn leadership skills, problem solving, in addition to orientation and mobility and adjustment. And in July, we did a Lake Mormon uh, um, Trailblazers initiative that students had to solve a lot of problems using orientation and mobility around Flagstaff, um, do some STEM work and um, general leadership. And then in October, we took eight 
high school students, uh, high school and uh, two college students to Washington, D.C. for a week of advocacy. And we were able to do all of the amazing things that D.C. offers, but meet, meet with some of the, the leaders in D.C. and the District of Columbia accessibility space. And, and that was a life-changing experience for our students. In May, we um, are graduating three students from our partnership program with Arizona State University's Mary Lou Fulton Teachers College. So we'll have three new teachers of students with visual impairments uh, in Arizona as a result of that program. And then we will have um, a new initiative that we are partnering with the American Printing House, which is called CAT. And it's C-A-T-T, and CAT is the Center for Assistive Technology and Training. And the purpose of that program is to provide training utilizing APH products uh, to, to students, to parents, to educators, and the goal is to get them access to some of those items that are currently in the federal quota that they would not otherwise have access to and give them that technology to keep. So we're standing up a training model that will cover Arizona. It will cover uh, California, New Mexico, Utah, and Nevada. And we are currently in the process of interviewing at trainers and these individuals will travel all over the area and uh, conduct training individual and group trainings and seminars and going to conferences with the whole purpose to get technology into the hands of people that need technology. Um, so that's a lot that I have shared and I talk fast and sometimes that's not so fun for people that are listening. Um, but those are just a few of the things that, that are going on right now at the foundation. Are there any questions? This is Maris, right, from Sun Sounds again. Hi, Maris. Uh, hi, how are you, Julie? I am good. Good. Uh, APH products, is that what you said? Could you uh, expand yeah. on that a little bit? Sure, I sure can, Maris. Um, APH is the American Printing House for the Blind. Okay. And APH is out of Louisville, Kentucky, or Louisville, uh, Kentucky. I always say it wrong. <laughs> and they are um, the, um, I guess, uh, for lack of a better word, the source of technology, consumables, or um, aids that help educators when they're working with students of all ages, from birth until adult. And so... Um, some examples of some of the recent technology that they've come up with is the, um, I think it's called the poly now, but I had the opportunity to be part of the testing, um, what it was called Annie. <laughs> um, but poly is a immediate feedback, um, device that makes teaching braille fun for kids. Um, they're working on a new product called the Monarch, which, um, again is going to be a, uh, um, a braille instructional tool. Um, they do everything from uh, refreshable braille displays to papa cells to um, light boards, all of the things that teachers use when they're adapting materials or um, 
working with students with visual impairments and and they get their funding from the federal government and we're able to um, partner with them. There is a the first of these types of initiatives like CAT was in Alabama. And there's also one that just launched in Washington State. So it'll be the Northwestern CAT. And um, we're an ex officio with uh, the American Printing House. And we are um, one of the um, servicers here in Arizona. So we're able to get all of those materials out to teachers um, throughout Arizona. I hope that helps, Maris. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. And I was the, the reason that I asked the question is that uh, we have partnered uh, with uh, the foundation for blind children a couple of years now uh, because you print our Braille yes. program guides. And yes. we hope to get together with you again in a couple of months for the 2023 guides. So we, we would be happy to. Our, um, our Braille production and our, um, I, I call it the media center, but we do everything from large print to Braille. We have a Braille on demand for uh, schools where if a teacher is creating a worksheet, they can send it to us and it'll get Braille overnight. Um, We try to make, you know, the whole purpose of of our um, media center and our Braille unit is just to make sure that students have the materials that they need to um, do everything that their peers are doing in class and and never get behind. And we are fortunate enough to... uh, partner with uh, the Arizona Department of Corrections, and we have um, a um, brigade, I guess, if you will, of um, prisoners who have now become certified Braillists. And um, it is through that partnership that we are able to serve now. We're serving Iowa and Hawaii. I mean, we're we're all over, and it's a really impressive um, um, initiative and it's um, led up by Brian Voller. He's a director of Media Center here at FBC. Right. Well, I just wanted to give you you guys a shout out because you do such an excellent and quality job. Yeah, they, they definitely take pride in everything that we do with our Braille. Thank you. Okay, Nora. Uh-huh. Hello. Uh, hi. Um, my question is, I found out too, but it's going to be Collaborating with the um, getting equipment for the blind, like the um, new uh, getting new special types of glasses and and other equipment for vision vision loss and blindness. And uh, I was there a few days ago, and it was so much fun seeing some people there. And and I found out that my question is, are you going to be um, when it comes to getting new glasses or special kind of glasses and uh, other equipment like handheld magnifiers, monoculars, I hear that some of these equipment will be transferred over to FBC. Is that correct? So are you talking about Dr. Grandella? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, we, Dr. Grandella and Viewfinders, um, Dr. Grandella has a few locations throughout um the greater uh, metropolitan phoenix metropolitan area uh, mesa sun city and he has been in um the fbc um vision center um one day a week i believe and he is going to be increasing his time at fbc so mm-hmm. we look forward to having dr grandella and welcome all of his clients so um 
so yeah so so all of that is coming over and um it i think that's just more good stuff so we're happy to partner with dr grandella yeah me too and i partnered with him and i'm one of his clients you know why okay. you see and thank you very much of course thank you nora welcome thank you all right thank you everybody have a great saturday thank you julie all right, we're going to pass the mic around to um, Savvy's Rachel Guns. Hello, it's been a fun morning. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Honestly, I've been learning a ton. Um, my name is Rachel Kuntz, and I am the Community Relations Liaison, which is a fancy title for uh, being a person who gets to have the chance to go out into the community and talk to people with um uh, all the just everything in the Arizona state about uh, our services that we do at Savvy and also learn from them what they do. So it could be any type of disability or it could be any type of, um, you know, work group like the Phoenix Chamber or anything like that. So um, that's going to be a fun job because I will get to be a bridge for, you know, some of our students who maybe are looking to start a career or some of our young people who are interested in internships and stuff like that. So I'm really excited about taking on that uh, little responsibility. And um, just so you guys know, I was born and raised in Dayton, Ohio. And um, that's the way I can just plug the Ohio State University and mention Go Buckeyes. So anyway, um, just want to throw that out there. <laughs> um, you know, I have to, I've, I've just been thinking about um, just all morning when I've been listening to everybody's presentation is just how fortunate people are to be in Arizona. Um people who have not lived outside the state do not know what the circumstances are like for people who don't live in a place where you have one, a um, rehabilitation services commission here in the state um, that's run by Dr. Brian DeLude, uh, you know, a blind man himself. And um, so he has a core belief of in blindness. And then you've got all of these really great agencies here who do very different things, but are all, you know, just really important. And um, it is not the same everywhere else, particularly where I'm from. I actually decided to go in to tr do some training myself. Um, I had to leave my home state, go somewhere else and uh, do training because what I was offered in where I was uh, living just did not meet my needs. Um, I had to start over and over again, stop my life constantly, kept leaving work, coming back to work. So basically just disrupting everything, um, which affected all the goals I wanted to achieve in life. So um, just feel very fortunate. Honestly, it's just, uh, I've really learned a lot today. Um, so Savvy Services for the Blind, we have this slogan um, and, it, and it goes something like this. Um, it's not what you can see, it's what you can do. And we really, really believe this from uh, the top of our leadership all the way down to um, people who are not working with instructors like our drivers and our, our maintenance workers and um, things like that. And at every level of our organization, you will find blind people and um, sighted people who have all gone through the same type of training our students go through, which is non-visual training, uh, confidence building, and uh, developing their positive attitude towards blindness. So, and what I mean by non-visual skills training is I mean that they wear a blindfold throughout the day um, in every class, 
and uh, learn all of the skills uh, that you need to know, like Braille and all of the things that are associated with using the computer, like screen reading softwares of all the different types, um, learning home management to orientation and mobility, which is using the white cane and just everything in between. And they do that all under blindfolds um, to allow for you to really get the, all of those senses together and, and work through everything um, without the, in, like in my case, the junky vision that I have getting in a way of me actually developing my um, my skills fast enough to be able to compete in the world of work. So um, that is in a nutshell what we do. We actually work with people of all ages from uh, youngsters all the way up to seniors. Um, we work with college age students or not college age, but college students, um, supporting them academically and things like that. We do um, teach people English who are non-native English speaking and um, and are also blind. So that's pretty exciting. We work with people over the age of 55 who aren't looking for work. We have particular programs for that. We also help families who are trying to to also deal with the transition of people who are one getting their life back um we all know that sometimes families can be a little bit tricky when it comes to uh allowing for blind people in general to uh find their own independence and things like that so we do work with families to help them kind of better understand what the training is that they're going through and how they can better um you know uh, support their loved one in becoming as independent as possible so uh, some of the cool things that are going on at Savvy right now is that, you know, uh, some of you may know that Savvy actually was started back uh, about more, a little over 58 years ago. And at the time, it was created as a kind of a social organization, and it was given the name um, Southern Arizona Association for the Visually Impaired, which is a mouthful. Um, now, we are actually working through changing it legally to be just... Savvy, which is capital S, lowercase a-a-v-i, services for the blind. Um, This is reflecting our our more of our new approach and um, kind of with with actually honoring our history by keeping that savvy um, in the beginning. So it's kind of cool. So we're sort of working through that still. Not not everywhere has really been able to get that information. So it's just something I like to kind of mention when I'm on presentations and stuff. It's kind of fun. We also have two new buildings, one in Phoenix, which is near 7th Street and East Thomas, right next to the Papa John's and across the street from the Phoenix Country Club. Um, And then we have one down in Tucson, and it's on, um, what is it, 3350 East Grant, and it is actually got a... um, you know, just in case people, I always like to mention food. Um, it's got a jack in the box right in the parking lot there. And uh, so um, these two new locations are going to allow us to really expand and do more things um, for the community and even allow, allow us to grow a lot in the work that we're doing. So I'm pretty excited about that. You guys are always welcome to come and visit, have a tour, um, you know, whatever. We, we, we really welcome people to come in and stop by. So um we have a we've started a new class we've actually been running this now for about three months it's called the ability builds confidence class and um and and that's just because we know it's as easy as abc to get your life back after losing your vision so um 
this class every week, there's a different topic that we're covering, but basically when we have people come, it's sort of organic. So, but we do have sort of planned out 12 individual courses that people can kind of go through. We were really pleased to have Dr. Brian DeLude on with us this week, kind of talking about um, the voc rehab and how that all works. Um, I'm sure he was able to answer tons of questions for people. So uh, these meet once a week for about an hour and a half, uh, we have one in Tucson on Tuesday nights at, from 4.30 to 6. And then we have one in Phoenix on Wednesday night uh, from 4.30 to 6. So you are welcome to come and um, doesn't cost anything. Just show up and um, have your questions answered. You don't even have to be blind. You just need to be interested in, in blindness. So because uh, that's what we'll be talking about. <laughs> so um so, you guys know that children are one of the most important things in the world and our blind children, honestly, um, whatever we can do to uh, fight for making sure that they have a future without limits um, is incredibly important. So, uh, Savvy has a few different fun things going on in reference to our children and youth. Um, we have our summer youth programs coming up. And uh, there are some open houses to kind of go over that and some little so you guys can get more information. Um, so on the April 18th, from, uh, wait, starting at 3 o'clock, there will be one in Phoenix, a little discussion group. Um, and on Thursday, April 25th, from 3 to 5 in Tucson, there'll be the same thing. And there'll be some door prizes and stuff like that. So please plan to come in and attend that. Um. And then we do have Bell Academy coming up in May. And I know I'm giving a lot of dates and I can always share this with Melanie. You can share it out later too. Um, but this May, we're going to hold the Bell Academy, which is just a two-week program. There'll be one in Phoenix and in Tucson for people who want to attend either one. And um, that's a lot of fun. Also, just something fun to connect with blind people in the community, work with some mentors, you know, just connect to each other. It's, it's just, it's usually a great time. And then um, our summer program will kick off in June for our high school age students or the ones going, getting ready to go into college. Um, that's also really great. So, again, you can get all this information when you come to one of the open houses. And then um, I'd like to ask you guys a favor. You know, in my new role at Savvy, I would love to come to your community events if you know of any, if you're have something going on and you think um, it would be beneficial for agencies like Savvy to come out to, I am happy to show up. I love taking part in things and um, just making sure that people get connected to stuff because um, I think, I don't know if it was Melanie earlier, but, you know, just thinking about the fact that people just don't know anything about blindness until they have to deal with it themselves. And, um, and that information overload just can be a real, uh, pain for people. So as much as I can do to help people get connected to stuff, it makes me very happy. Um, then lastly, I want to mention to you guys, um, Maricopa Public Health every three years does a survey of the community. And one of the challenges that exists in our community, the blindness community, is that we are kind of hard to find, kind of hard to reach. Um, so what they have done is partnered with uh, Savvy to make sure that we get the word out about uh, their health survey that they're conducting. And um, I want to just kind of really stress that it's important for everybody in the county of Maricopa to take this survey. Um, anyone over the age of 12 can take it. You don't have to be blind. Um, but if you are, it's really important that you take it. Um, and we will 
we have this information. Melanie will share it out with you guys. I think she did it for me earlier. Uh, it was a little bit before April. We'll do it one more time. But the survey opportunity closes at the end of May. So our, it really is important to get your voices heard because if we don't say what's on our mind in terms of our health, uh, they're not going to know and they probably won't guess at it either. So it's really, really, really critical. Um, the survey itself takes about 10 minutes and we did some testing behind the scenes. So we know it works really well with a lot of accessible, uh, devices and stuff. So but if you, um, also want to have access to a braille version or some other format, uh, you can reach out to, uh, some people in our office. Um, let's see what I, I never have the phone number memorized because my phone remembers these things for me. So, uh, let's see. Yeah. All right. Well, I lost that part. But anyway, you can call me. I'll help you out. (laughs) Um, My phone number, just in case anybody's interested, is 937-245-0547. And my email is rkuntz at saavi.us. And that is it for me. I can take questions if people have them or if you just want to say hi. That's also nice. Could you just repeat the two dates of the open house? Yes, ma'am. Is that Maris? Yes, it is. How you doing? Good. Thank you. I'm very familiar with Savvy. I used to partner with Connie LeBlanc. Yeah. uh, With her low vision groups. And I would come in and speak with them once a month. It was very nice. I have to get you back into that. Yeah. Getting back to the right place. (laughs) Yeah, there's a a date for for Phoenix, and then there's a date for Tucson. Yes, I want to tell our Tucson station manager uh, about that date as well. All right, so we got Tuesday, April eighteenth, April from three thirty to five in Phoenix. Two thirty to five. Three thirty to five. Thirty to five. Okay. And then we got Tuesday, April 25th from 3.30 to 5 in Tucson. Tucson. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. You are welcome. (laughs) Oh, I really want to know more about this survey. Oh, you do? Great. You can take the survey through the link I'll share through the email with Melanie. (laughs) (laughs) That is also the email that I sent out, I think, end of March. So that way, if you've done it, it's the same link. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and there's so Jordan. You. Oh, yeah. Uh, hi. I just want to say um, I went through Savvy in the, the Tucson location back in 2016. It was the toughest 14 months of my life, but it was also the best. And just Savvy really helped me get my life back on track. So I, I love Savvy. Just wanted to give you a shout Thank out. Thank you, Jordan. Appreciate it. <laughs> It is, it is hard. You know, when you, when you take that time to focus on um, putting your, getting your skills together, you know, to be competitive in the world, it is definitely a, can be a very grueling experience and then ultimately incredibly rewarding. So yeah. Thank you, Jordan. Okay. Well, Rachel, thank you for spending part of your Saturday. Well, all of your Saturday so far with us. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've been enjoying it. So thank you. Good. I'm glad. Thank you so much. So now um, I'm going to pass it on to the Arizona Talking uh, Book Library's Elizabeth Thompson. My name is Elizabeth, and our normal outreach person, Christine, couldn't be with us today. I am the assistant administrator over at Arizona Talking Book Library. 
Um, for those of, who aren't familiar with our program, we do free audio and braille books and digital files from the Library of Congress to anybody in the state of Arizona. Um, we have an amazing new program that has been going very well. We're um, actually distributing humanware e-braille um, readers. Um, they have been, we get rave reviews from everybody who's already gotten theirs and there's not any kind of limit. So if you want to um, tell all of your patrons that are learning braille or read braille that we have the humanware one, um, and we have tons of Braille books available on BRF files. So we have, we got plenty more. We just got a bunch more. So there's no shortage right now of the items available. We also, of course, we have, you know, our pillow speakers. We have our remote controls as well as our book machines. And then we have our free BARD app, which not to get confused with Google's new chat GPT BARD. Um, so. It is, our bard was first, and we are, it is the best. <laughs> Google is just rude. <laughs> um, we're getting ready to kick off our summer reading program, and we're super lucky right now because NLS has started their first summer reading program, so we have some amazing free um, live streams going on with big authors this summer. Um we have Shelby Van Pelt, Remarkably Bright Creatures, is her book that she's talking about. Um, we have Turtle Dance Music for um, preschool to third graders. We have Cecilia Perez, who wrote The First Rule of Punk. Um, we have Annette Bay Pimentel and Jennifer Clee Chaffins, All the Way to the Top, How One Girl's Fight for Americans with Disabilities Changed Everything. She's going to be talking for almost two hours on a Saturday this July, and that should be really good. Um, and we have, of course, Kwame Alexander. He wrote the crossover um, for our teens. And then we have Jenny Torres Sanchez. We are not from here for the teens as well. And we really appreciate the NLS finally participating in summer reading. Um, this year's theme is all together now it's about kindness and community and we're going to be focusing on gardening and um so if you guys want to participate it's in our upcoming newsletter is a form where you can always call the library um it's for all ages um we do we do activities like this like i said this year we're going to do gardening and send out we send out everything you need the dirt the pots the seeds um and then at the end if you finish, we have a bingo board. And if you finish all of the different genres, then you can win uh, Amazon Fire tablets or grocery gift cards. Um, so that's going to be fun. It starts, hold on, uh, May 29th. Starts, and it'll run um, to July 31st. And we are also, our friends is doing a wine-a-thon fundraiser. If you're interested, um, there's all sorts of prizes for that too, and that's running this summer as well as long in tandem with our um, summer reading program. And then we are happy to finally get the Journal of Sedona Schnebly was recorded by her granddaughter, and it is available now on Bard. If you're interested in learning uh, more about wow, the town Sedona, the woman that it was named after, and her amazing life. Um, the DBC number is 17360. 
Um, it's we're really lucky to be able to have her um, great granddaughter who narrated it for us. So we're excited to have that added to the collection. Um, our newsletter is coming out. It's available. Should be going out to your emails pretty soon. Anybody who's on the list. And um, oh, and we're finally got Duxbury. So we are going to start um, railing in house. We just have to get him to talk to our Romeo. So that should, we should be brailing in the next month or so. And so any items that we produce, like our newsletters and stuff, will be available in the future in Braille and in .brf files. Um, oh, and we're in our third trial of the new adaptive BARD app through NLS, where it will work with your Alexa or your Google Echo. Um, it's going very well. <laughs> We're a bit excited for that because um, it'd be amazing if you could listen to your audience by talking to your Alexa. Um, we have a new addition. Her name is Sarah. So we are fully staffed as far as librarians, finally, after two years. She's amazing. She's going to be our collections development librarian. And so she's going to be seeing a lot of her um, running around trying to see what kind of other items we can add to our collection that will enhance um, our community's um, enjoyment and entertainment. So she's looking at buy, purchasing new uh, audio descriptive DVDs and all that kind of stuff. We're really excited to have her. Um, and if anybody uses NFB Newsline, we really need your feedback right now. Um, you can email it to us at talkingbooks at azlibrary.gov. Um, your opinions and experiences will remain anonymous. If you have not yet signed up, we really hope you consider signing up with NFB Newsline because it's all 500 local, national, international publications, including job listings. So, um, and it does, NLS or NFB Newsline does work with Amazon Alexa, and they also put everything into BRF files. So you can use our new e-brailers that we're distributing and you can re read your newspapers in Braille. Very cool. Um, I don't think there's much else going on with us. Does anybody have any questions about our services or um, where to find us? Rachel does. Ooh. I love the library, by the way. Um, do you mind? I, I would love to know about any kind of um, volunteering that people could do. We are desperate for volunteers right now. We need um Anybody who's interested in, in repairing and cleaning our machines, um, they need more volunteers. We need volunteers to do our outreach. So that would be Christine. She's always looking for people to go talk us up at different events and different um, nursing homes and stuff around the city. We give you all the supplies you need, a whole travel box to go. And then we also need volunteers in our recording studio. So if you're interested at all in directing or... Um, editing or even recording local items you can also work in our recording studio and we're located right across the diamond street from acbvi so we're all kind of part of that campus thankfully so you can find us pretty easy they can get you over to us if you can get that far 32nd street and we also have recording studios in mesa 
that um, are looking for volunteers and machine repair department in Mesa. So if you're over there in the East Valley, we're also looking for volunteers there. That's good. All right. Thanks for inviting Thank me. you for joining us today. <laughs> and now um, I have the pleasure of introducing AIB's David Steinmetz. Good afternoon, all. I'm hoping the conference is going well. Um, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to be here today. Um, I am David Steinmetz, the Community and Public Relations Manager at Arizona Industries for the Blind. I've been with the organization for um, 18 years, and I've had the pleasure of working in a variety of different positions, um, starting my career as doing basically customer service, all the way through leading different business units, and now as the community public relations manager. And if um, those who are not familiar with Arizona Industries for the Blind, we are basically a solution provider to our customers, um, helping solve today's uh, complex business processing outsourcing uh, from whether it is our document imaging business line of business to our supply chain management or warehouse and distribution services, while also providing quality products to our customers, uh, delivering on time at the right place. We also provided a solution for uh, people who are blind in making a difference in the 70% unemployment among uh, people with disabilities across the U.S. And so we are a viable solution for people to achieve their version of the American dream uh, through competitive employment. Uh, Arizona Industries for the Blind, as I mentioned, uh, we value what our customers look for. Right? is um, organizations that are able to deliver quality products or service are able to, um, you know, help them, the, the customer achieve their goals and objectives. So whether it's small business participating with small business to um, ensuring compliance to uh, for most of our customer is, is government. So we ensure that there's compliance to government um, acquisition requirements. And obviously, competitive pricing, on-time delivery, and metrics like that. I will okay, well, then we're going to switch gears real quick and <laughs> have Maris right with SunSounds. Thank you, Cecily. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining me. Uh, my name is Maris Wright. I'm the Outreach Coordinator for SunSounds of Arizona. I have been with SunSounds for eight years. I started as a volunteer for a year and the remainder of the time uh, as the outreach coordinator, going out into the community and getting new listeners. So we are happy to be here with you. Our mission statement is pretty straightforward. We've had the same mission statement for the, four, for the 44 years that we have been in existence. We provide audio access and information to people who cannot read print because they have a disability. And that translates into a radio station. We are a radio station for people with disabilities. 
Period. This is what we do, and this is who we are. We broadcast over 200 print publications. Uh, all of our services and all of our equipment is free. We broadcast throughout Arizona on a special signal radio. I will show that to you just in a few minutes. And into the rest of the United States, uh, we broadcast over the Internet through various devices. We do not edit, editorialize, or censor any of our material. We read it as the author wrote it. And we may have statewide volunteers. Uh, after COVID, we went from 250 volunteers to about 150 volunteers that take a professional reading test, and they do all of our broadcasts for us. Our listeners, which are probably... 75 to 80% of our listeners are seniors. Uh, we do have some, some uh, teenagers. We have our youngest listener who is five years old. Our oldest listener uh, was 102 years old last December. And she is still listening to us and giving us really positive feedback. She loves Sun Sounds. These are the types of disabilities, and this is by no, need, no means inclusive. There are many, many others, but low vision is about 80% of our listener base. But we have stroke victims, we have people with dyslexia, we have Parkinson's support groups, we have quite a few uh, quadriplegics uh, that are uh, based at the Phoenix uh, hospital, uh, VA hospital. We have traumatic brain injury, uh, patients. We have dementia and Alzheimer's patients. And we do live readings now for memory care and Alzheimer's patients. We have some volunteers, including myself, that go out to, uh, the Alzheimer's support groups and dementia support groups. And we read uh, once a week or twice a month to, to these various uh, facilities. It has turned out to be a very, very successful endeavor. Uh, Tucson, our station in Tucson, got a jump start on this, and they have been doing this for about three or four years, and they have probably 15 or 16 memory care units where they read uh, to uh, dementia patients. This is our an overview we have three affiliate locations. We are at Rio Salado College in Tempe. We have a station manager in Flagstaff, and we have a station manager in Tucson. So that covers pretty much the entire state of Arizona. We broadcast on special radios. I'm going to show you one of them in a, in a minute. We broadcast over the Internet and smart home devices. I'm not going to mention the name because she is right on my desk and she will light up and start talking. Uh, our volunteers, which I already talked about, they pro provide all of the on-air talent and they also do some outreach with us. I will say this over and over again. All of our services are free to listeners. We never charge for anything. Here are some of the programs uh, that we broadcast. All of the daily newspapers, we do the Arizona Republic, uh, and we do uh, the Wall Street Journal opinion page. 
We do uh, some of the Native American newspapers. We do health and fitness. We have a fitness show that comes on twice a week, early in the morning. I believe it's at 6.30 in the morning. It's a low impact uh, with a, a chair uh, for seniors, and but you can do it, you know, at your choice. We have history, uh, uh, reading materials. We do home and garden. Uh, we have re- beautiful religious programs on Sunday morning. We do some political. We have no talking heads or screaming heads back and forth with each other. So if you like that type of thing, you're not a Sun Sounds listener. We do have some Spanish language shows, uh, telenovas and uh, love stories. And we have also, which is gaining in popularity, auto-described, audio-described movies on the radio. And there is a audio description that plays when there is nothing going on on the screen. So the person that's sitting in front of the radio or in front of the smart home device knows everything that is going on on the screen from the audio description. Okay, so here is the, I hope everybody can see this. This is the Sun Sounds, one of our newer models of the Sun Sounds radio. Can everybody see that? There we go. And there are Whatever buttons are on the front have been completely disabled. There's only one button that the listener will need, and that's the on, off, and volume button. Uh, And there's one here. There is a port for headphones. Uh, Thank you. And there is a port here for the electrical cord. There's a little pack back here for the batteries. And there is also a telescopic uh, kind of a retro piece of equipment to get the better reception. This radio is specially chipped for Tucson, for Flagstaff, and for Tempe. If you move out of Tempe to Flagstaff or one of our other affiliate stations, you will get a different radio because we are chipped for the radio tower uh, that's closest to where you live. Our other means of listening we now give out the Amazon dot. And I won't say the A-lady's name, but you can go through and get the app. And we will stream Sun Sounds through the Amazon dot. This is also free, no charge. You can get us on sunsounds.org. We have on-demand shows. We have podcasts. We broadcast at 15 Banner Hospitals in Phoenix Metro. We broadcast throughout some living, uh, assisted living communities and retirement homes. We are on Time Warner Cable in Yuma. Uh, we broadcast on Victor Readers for people that have been with us for many years. And we do have a, a, toll, a toll number where you can get a telephone stream of broadcasts from Sun Sounds. This is how we keep our lights on and how we keep our very small paid staff. We get state funding from the Arizona Talking Books Library. We have been in collaboration with them 
uh, since our existence. We are on each other's applications. So when uh, anyone wants a Sun Sounds radio, we also ask them, do you want a Talking Books library player? And there's a little checkbox. And they do the same for us. We get grants from foundations and corporations. As anyone that knows that lives in the Valley, there are many philanthropic corporations that have been very, very good to the disabled communities. And we uh, write We have a writer that prepares grants for us that we do on an annual basis. We get individual donations from our listeners, sometimes a couple of bucks here, sometimes a hundred dollars there, but it all adds up to people's appreciation of the Sun Sounds programs. We get estate gifts. Uh, We have fundraising events. We have had beer festivals. I think the beer festivals are probably the last of our fundraising events. We do have other luncheons and fundraising events in Tucson. And we get donations from civic organizations such as the Lions Club. How do you apply for Sun Sounds? Well, the listener application is pretty straightforward. You can go online at sunsounds.org and you can click the apply for service link. And we ask for pretty much in anything that we need to know about you, contact information, uh, what the nature of your disability is, what kind of service would you like? Because you, as you said, as I said, you can get the radio, you can get uh, the Amazon uh, dot, or you can stream us online. Uh, you can get a broadcast schedule. This is a an example of our broadcast schedule in large print. Uh, we also have a Braille copy uh, that the foundation uh, prints for us. We have an audio copy CD of the broadcast schedule, and it is also online. So you can get it through email or you can just go online and look for the broadcast schedule. Your contact information uh, is also required, of course. And as I said, there is a checkbox for the Arizona Talking Books Library. I do a lot of the online applications for our potential listeners because some of them don't have computers or they don't have the software such as JAWS to help them through the application process. So all they have to do is call me at 480 8343, and I will certainly help anyone that needs assistance uh, for the application. Uh, And if I don't pick up right away, leave me a message, and I will try to call you back the same day. All of our application information is in a secure database. We do not share this information, and we do not sell this information to anyone. Any other information that you need to have from Sun Sounds, you can contact me, Maris Wright, Outreach Coordinator, Sun Sounds of Arizona, 480-774-8343, or mwright at sunsounds.org. Thank you very much. Do I do we have any questions? So we've got um, Maris's phone number. We've got her email. Feel free to reach out um, if you need to get a copy of that. 
Um, but I do want to thank you so, so much for joining us this year. Oh, thank you for the invitation. It's been very nice. Absolutely. And David's back. Oh, yay. <laughs> Um, thank you for giving me another opportunity. I of will make it, make it kind of abbreviated um, version to keep uh, keep everybody on on schedule. So uh, as as I was talking about, we are an employer. Um, we focus on creating upward mobility opportunities for people who are blind, vision impaired. Um, we offer a lot of different benefits to our employees. We um, you know from an employer side. Uh, we do brown bag lunch and learn sessions. We have and continue to donate um, computers to employees who don't have access to technology outside of work, um, as well as um, you know services through our employee assistance programs. Uh, so mental health, uh, behavioral health, fi- uh, financial counseling. Um, you know, access to um, questions about wills and estates and and things like that. So access to lawyers, um, just a lot of different benefits that are offered to our employees uh, throughout the organization. So how do we create these opportunities? We partner with uh, federal, state, and commercial customers to provide uh, business process outsourcing services or selling products. And so we have three lines of business. Uh, we have, a, as I mentioned, a supply chain management where we receive, store, and distribute products and ship those around the world. Those are items that uh, government or our customer, commercial customers buying the inventory, we're storing it, shipping it. We uh, do provide document imaging services where we convert paper to electronic records. And um, one of the functions we offer is a value-added service of um, like a digital mailroom or hard copy and paper comes in, gets converted, OCR, validate um, information on the documents and then upload it into our customer's database. And then our third line of business is um, our retail stores where we support active duty military personnel on um, the three bases here in Arizona and we continue to expand. Uh, we're working to establish a brick and mortar store at Fort Huachuca in Sierra Vista. So anybody that is looking for a job in, in Sierra Vista, uh, be on the lookout for um, job announcements coming for some customer service or the supervisor leadership type roles within that uh, store. As well as we have uh, opportunities within our um, administrative supports, accounting, um, human resources, IT, et cetera. So throughout the organization, we look to um, match the right talent with the right job. We are an Ability One agency. That means that we um, partner with federal government and we have uh, competitive contracts where we have to perform and meet their expectations and, and standards and uh, perform on those contracts. We also do commercial work. You know, we have a, just brought on a new commercial customer where they sell products um, into the into uh, the federal marketplace. So we're storing their items, shipping it to their customers, as well as to private citizens um, that are looking to. So we went through uh, our very first 
Black Friday um, sales mania where, um, you know, whether discounting pricing and slashing pricing, people are buying these items were during the fulfillment and that process. We also have access to um, other training opportunities within the National Industries for the Blind. So there's leadership program training, there's uh, leadership at all levels. So from our frontline workers all the way through the leadership team participate and provide different trainings. Currently we have positions open within our um, supply chain management um, division. There's about five positions I believe still looking to fill with people who are blind and visually impaired. Um, this position is responsible for doing everything from the receiving process all the way through the shipping process. And uh, we do a lot of cross training so that our employees have the ability to perform a variety of different work. Our wages are competitive um, and in the warehouse, they're tied to a wage determination rate. So the federal government sets that uh, that wage, but in our bu other business units, we perform salary surveys um, to ensure that we are competitive in the marketplace and try and make sure that we stay in the middle or towards the top end, um, so which allows for upward mobility within uh, your earning potential. So I'm going to kind of leave it there. If there are any questions, I apologize again for any technical difficulties and trying to get you guys back on track. We're good. David, thank you so much for joining us this year. It was my pleasure, and uh, thank you all. Okay. So everybody that is um, – um, how, how do I say this? <laughs> if you're not a member of the Arizona Council of the Blind, convention ends here. Um, we hope that you enjoyed it. We put a lot of time and effort and heart and soul into our programming this year. Um, and we hope that you will join us in uh, the spring next year. But um, feel free. We have our member socials once a month. We have our support groups once a month. We have our chapter meetings. Um, and all of that can be found on our website at azcb.org. So doesn't have to end here. Um, but please uh, join us throughout the year. You'll also see us on the community calls about once a quarter. Um, so don't be a stranger. Um, and we hope to hear from more of you over the next year. Um, for our members, um, our business meeting will start in, well, a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we will um, have elections. We'll, you know, have our, our normal reports and everything for our annual business meeting. So I just want to thank everybody, um, everybody on the stream, everybody that's joined us today on Saturday. Thank you so much.